Hello, everyone. This is your host, Radha Tridia, and we are on Strictly Supply Chain Podcast. This is episode number four, and today we're going to be talking about Import Yeti. I don't know if you folks have heard a lot about it, but this topic is going to be focusing on a resource that I came across this year. Um, which I think is going to be beneficial for a lot of small businesses and even supply chain nerds who are curious to learn about the suppliers of different products and the companies that they are fascinated about. So before we dive into this topic, I do have a few housekeeping items that I want to talk about. Um, number one, that Strictly Supply Chain podcast is strictly not for profit and the focus of this podcast is going to be sharing insights, resources, and eventually we would be partnering with industry professionals and experts and interview them over time. But until then, um, I would be sharing my learnings and resources that I come across within this field. And so speaking about Import Yeti, now this is a really cool resource. And as I mentioned earlier, it's great if you are a small business or you're just fascinated about some company. A lot of the times we are on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube for that matter, and you see various ads pop up. A lot of time, the products that you, the ads that pop up may be for the brands that you already know, but most times you do see brands that you have not really heard about and you're curious to know if this is even legit. So Import Yeti is going to be a great source if you want to find any company's suppliers within US, that's the caveat. Uh, it supports only the companies that are in the US. And a little bit about Import Yeti. This was created sometime during COVID by David Applegate, who is the founder of this project, or I would say website and database. And it uses the bill of lading document which is basically a public record that is available it's like your flights so this information is available readily across for all the companies within us and i guess worldwide um you can if you're a company and you're concerned that oh i don't want my suppliers to be known there are ways for you to you know go around it and maybe make it confidential or use a third-party sourcer to get your product so that way your records are not public but anyway that's what the database uses it uses bill of lading and it is a very simple website if you go on any of your search navig search engines and type in importyeti.com a page pops up and the first thing you would notice is that it has a simple I would say 
search option and it says find any company supplier so you can either if you know the name of the company you want to search for type in that name caveat again it needs to be a company in the u.s and um boom you can see the suppliers the last shipment and where they are sourcing their product from the other way to use this uh, source would be using an hs code explorer which is again on the same main page of the uh, of the website and i thought that was a cool feature i don't know if you folks know what h uh, for people who are you know used to these terms may know what hs code is but for folks who are curious and maybe not so familiar it's basically hs or hts code is a harmonized tariff uh, schedule and it's in layman's term it's basically a category of a product so hs and hts they're kind of similar but different so hs is used more on like a global scale and uh hts is used within us um it's basically a six digit code when we talk about hs and hts is like seven to ten but it becomes seven to ten when it's more country and tariff specific so each country has their own variations around it anyway so for example if you go on google or any other search engine and type in live animal hs code you would see a very broad categorization but but it would be like zero one for cereals it's like 10 pharmaceuticals have a code of 30 and so forth and within each of these categories you would see like other variations and digits but that's how they differentiate so that's a bit of a background on hds so you can also make a search using an hs or hds code so coming back to the actual purpose of or how you can use this website potentially as a resource one of the main areas in scope that i think this is applicable is if you are a mom and pop business or you are you have an idea and you would like to manufacture something and you're not sure how to find the right supplier or negotiate the price or how to even do some research on suppliers per se um, i think this is a great resource to do so you could find and vet suppliers you can review the suppliers that your competition uses and maybe use that as a leverage to negotiate price or get a better price now again this would depend on how much volume you're producing because a lot of the time the pricings are also dependent on minimum order quantity so if you know your competition is like a big major company and it produces i don't know hundreds and tens and thousands of products um per month and you are just starting in and you may not have as many order it may you know vary based on that based on the volume that you're requesting for and last but not least 
if you want to verify if the supplier is legit. Now, this goes back to my initial point. If you are on Instagram or you're curious about a certain product that you're seeing the ads hop in, and a lot of the time I've seen, um, if you see something and you are not necessarily looking for the product, your search engines catch it up and you would see a lot of commercials pop up. So anyway, if you want to verify if that particular company or the suppliers are legit you can definitely use this uh, as a resource now that's about import yeti the other um resources i would say which are kind of like competition to import yeti are panjiva which is uh, similar to import yeti but it has like a better navigation system or um they're website is designed differently more user-friendly i guess um i haven't really spent a lot of time so i can't speak for it uh, but import yeti is 100 percent free and um it's uh it's pretty cool i like using it then the other competition or other alternatives are import genius now import yeti is more focused on the companies in the u.s however if you are international and if you need to know about the companies in other countries uh, not just in the u.s then import genius is definitely the other resource you can check it out and then last but not least it's uh, jungle scout i haven't really spent a lot of time so can't really speak of it but yeah these are like three major alternatives to import yeti i don't think panjiva does uh show the pricing on their website but when i read it somewhere or probably heard it that at a certain point in time they were charging 200 dollars per month um to use their services so yeah definitely zero dollar versus um you know over 200 dollars the prices may have gone up but so when i was researching import yeti i did like research about was uh fiji water <laughs> and um it's pretty cool how the website is laid out and i think it's done by david on free time although i do think that their team has uh increased over years so they're still working through a few things on the website however the first page as soon as i like put in fiji water or the name of the company i guess in this case was um yeah fiji water um it gives me at the very top um like the initial data where it's located and then most recent shipment date based on the database so it's like 30th of april 2023 in this case and then total sea shipments then it also gives you estimated total shipping spend over years and so forth so it actually goes back in time so the data that it filters for is um i think from 2015 through 2023 and then what is the coolest feature i thought was within the total sea shipment over time graph it does have the plot events like covid lockdown and trump's tariff um so you can like plot if there was a spike in shipments or they reduced and so forth so you definitely see that variance as you're looking through the graph and then um 
as you scroll down, you would see water suppliers that Fiji uses and the countries they are from. So that I thought was pretty cool. Um, I did see some of the suppliers were from New Zealand and China, which was interesting because I thought if it's Fiji water, all should be from Japan. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just, um, I don't know. I need to research this further. But just interesting data points as you dive into this data. And then annual import frequency, which I thought was very cool. Uh, there is a way for you to even simmer down your search. So maybe you can do like shipments between, say, last month and uh, suppliers just within this country. So you can select which specific country and it would show you that. Uh, it does a product breakdown. So in this case, I guess, as I mentioned initially, the um, harmonized system code, HS code, uh, so for beverages, it's 22 and then water, including natural water, it's like 2201. Um, so you learn about that uh, as you scroll down the product, which is pretty cool. Then you have uh, the section that talks about waters, Fiji waters top 10 relationship, which I thought was again very cool. And uh, it simmers them down between each of those suppliers that it uses. Um, I found it interesting. They had Hickory Brands, DHL Supply Chain, Coca-Cola, <laughs> Bottlers. Um, yeah, so you can nerd out on your own time when you're looking for a certain product. When you are on this uh, section of the web page, I would say try two different things because it defaults to hierarchy uh, graph. You can also try the sand key. Sand key is like more when you have one too many too many mapping, it's easier. But you can, you know, switch and swipe and meet your vis visualization needs um, as you read the data. And then last but not least, it does breakdown of imports per country, which I thought was again pretty pretty cool uh so in this case it did it gives you new zealand has so many shipments uh and um what percent of that geographical area constitutes in terms of shipments for this particular brand or company uh, it also talks about top lanes used. So if you are into logistics and transportation and you're focused around like um, which are the major ports. So it, it does highlight that like Long Beach is where the lanes are, uh, where most of the shipments are shipped to. Philadelphia, Long Beach, Oakland, California, Houston and so forth. But they are shipped from Tauranga. Then few other ports, but Tauranga is where most of the shipments are shipped from. And then containers. So if it is a 20 footer or a 40 footer and so forth. So most of these shipments were shipped using a 20 footer uh, container ship. So yeah, like I said, it's a pretty cool resource if you want to nerd out and just understand about different suppliers and their supply chain. I also did this other search in Walmart, which was very cool because uh, just based on the volume and companies, I think it gives you a lot of the breakdown. Um, so when I did Walmart, a few observations was like, 
you see a spike in number of shipments. So it's like 28,961 shipments in August of 2019. Guess what that was for? Coronavirus. Um, scrolling down, it gives you a list of multiple suppliers that Walmart has. And then this list of suppliers is from 2015 through 2023. I am curious if the data is just from 2015 onwards. Um, I will send a note to David just to understand because they also have a section uh, where you can send feedback or ask questions. So I might um, circle back and see if there's a way for us to pull beyond that date. Uh, but yeah, for now, it's 2015 onwards. Yeah, I'm just looking at all the other suppliers. So you do see quite a few from India. Product breakdown, which is very cool because Walmart doesn't, you know, just it's a major retailer and it's not just selling one single product. It has multiple. So it's uh, HS code breakdown shows you fabrics which is like 53 so it, it falls under the category of 55 man-made fibers or yeah fibers and then uh preserved fruits and nuts vegetables and so forth but it's pretty interesting so their hs breakdown chart is like really dense because it's a major retailer and then the supply relationship graph again is super super dense um just based on how many suppliers they have uh one thing i did like it was pretty obvious because it's such a big uh retailer when i was looking at the most because it also has a section where it talks about most recent shipments uh you can see the uh, last updated date was 428 but you have like pages and pages of shipments arriving uh, which was very interesting because going from fiji to walmart you see a huge variance a lot of the time you also see that this freight freight cost has no data available so uh, there are probably reasons but you can see the uh, bill of lading number for the containers you see the suppliers you see the description briefly and the weight of the container so that's very cool um i know bummer that the freight cost isn't available but one of the cool thing if it is available for certain searches i won't say it's not available at all it is available for certain companies and certain searches but uh you it would be cool to like compare how the ocean shipping cost has or it's starting to reduce after COVID because there was a big spike uh, in in there in between. So that's about Import Yeti. If you like this episode, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> My Twitter handle is Strictly Supply. If you have questions, concerns, or suggestions, send me an email email at strictlysupplychain.com. All right. I guess that's pretty much it. And have a good rest of your day. Bye.